And now Mr. Stark has prepared a statement. He will not be taking any questions. Thank you. Uh, been a while since I was in front of you. I figure I'll stick to the cards this time. <laughs> <clears throat> There's been speculation that I was involved in the events that occurred, the freeway and the rooftop. I'm sorry, several. Mr. Stark, but do you honestly expect us to believe that that was a bodyguard in a suit that conveniently appeared, despite the fact that... I know that it's confusing. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said so you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I, I, I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly, with this uh, laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I've made, largely public. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The truth is, I am Iron Man. We are going to kick each episode of this MCU rewatch by going over the stats of each film. And then we'll get into the whole episode, okay? So let's start off with the Rotten Tomatoes. Iron Man 1, which was released in 2008, it has a runtime of two hours and six minutes long. It has 94% on the critic side and 91% on the user side. That's over 250,000 people on the user side that reviewed it. So yeah, Iron Man 1 crushed it. Now let's go over to the box office. Iron Man 1 had a budget of $140 million. That was like almost 20 years ago. 20 years ago, it was 15 years ago, like whatever. Um, I'll say almost 20. It sounds better. So on that budget of 140 million, Iron Man 1 made 585.8 million dollars. So it kicked off the whole thing. Maybe I should just channel my inner Tony Stark and just be as cocky as I can, just a SOP. <laughs> but here's the thing though about RDJ. RDJ, Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. was not acting. He is Tony Stark. That role was made for him. There's not one person since the first Iron Man movie came out almost 20 years ago that has personified a role like Robert Downey Jr. has with Tony Stark. And I don't believe we're even going to see that again in our lifetime. That's how unreal he was. Since it's the first movie of my MCU rewatch, it's going to start off at number one on the board, obviously. This is going to be a long journey watching all the MCU movies. Was there like 30 something of them? But I'm all here for it. it. It's just something about going back to where it all started that you really find an appreciation for those earlier films. And you really start to understand how far behind Marvel has fallen since he, since Robert Downey Jr. came to the fold to start this whole thing off. Some stray thoughts I had while watching Iron Man 1. Happy looked crazy young. Like, crazy young. He, he looks like a child. <laughs> no, he doesn't look like You hear Vision for the first time in this film. Well, I guess in that at that point, he was called Jarvis. But Vision's still around, and he's going to be around for a few more years for sure. Paul Bettany was just voicing the AI in this film just for a little bit. We had no idea he was going to be Vision. Just... Oh man, the nostalgia, it just 
I gotta I gotta find a way as I'm ranking these films to look at it unbiasedly and not get caught up in the nostalgia. But you gotta get points for that. Come on. I'm building this Lego Avengers Tower as I'm watching Iron Man 1. I'm basically Tony Stark because I'm building, Tony's building, while well, he's building an iron suit capable of mass destruction, and I'm just building a Lego Avengers Tower. This is one that I've actually thought about a lot, but I, I, I kind of reiterated it. This thought is Iron Man was way cooler before the nanotech. Once you started adding nanotech, and I'm not talking about just Iron Man, all the suits, it started to become more magic than science. And I, I don't know, I just, I'm not too much of a fan anymore, at least not as much as I was at first. Coulson was there too, his first appearance. He's kind of just a side character. I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so seeing Coulson for the first time just oof, warmed my heart. And that first Iron Man suit up. Oh my God. That's Iron Man, you know, building it with his like bare hands, not just like he pushes a button and the nanotech just envelops him and he becomes Iron Man. Like, come on, that's kind of cool. We have nothing at this level going with the MCU now. At that level, I mean. If those are stray thoughts, we'll call this parting thoughts. It is very cool to see where it all started. This is ground zero. <laughs> this is 00001 AD. A, no, wait. Let's call it before Iron Man, BIM? BIM? <laughs> the arc reactor first appearance, you know, when uh, Pepper was like, oh, proof Tony Stark has a heart. I got to get one of those for my desk. That's amazing. Here's the thing that really stuck with me that really was, it was a poignant line that, I don't know, I've just been thinking about ever since. It's the line that the guy said to him that, I forget his name, that sacrificed himself while Tony was in the cave being uh, tortured by the Ten Rings. He said, don't waste your life. That was with his dying breath. And I, I don't necessarily think that they were planning on Tony sacrificing himself to save the mcu maybe they they are or they were but i don't really know i will say this though it is pretty poetic that in the very first film one of the very first real conflicts that tony stark ever has to deal with this thing this guy said to him with his dying breath stuck with him all these years and then through this amazing character growth after however many movies Let, let's count those movies he has iron man one two three civil war that's four movies avengers one age of ultron that's uh six movies and then you have endgame and infinity war that's eight movies of iron man so through eight movies of iron man the kind of growth that tony stark went through to get to where he was in that final film where he sacrificed himself to save the entire universe is just next level writing and the thing is there is not one character that has been introduced in the mcu since that era ended the multiverse saga that has me thinking that i really care like that like i did with tony stark and the problem with that is there's just there's just too many people like i've i've loved most of the characters they introduced but i don't have that connection as i did with tony stark because we don't see them that much when, if people remember, when the MCU started, it was an Avengers movie, and maybe each of them had a movie in between. But it was really not that many Avengers. Now you have like all these Avengers, we have all these different universes, you have a magical corner, we have a street level corner, we have a space corner of the MCU. 
that's where they made their biggest mistake. They spread themselves too thin and we're not feeling for these characters because you can't have like, you basically times it by three and people aren't going to watch all this shit. And if they do, at least from my perspective, they're not going to have the emotional connection as they had it with these original characters. Watching Iron Man 1, I'm really seeing that. And I guarantee you, most of the people listening feel the same way. And this is how I'll prove it. I'm going to end this episode with one line. And you tell me if there's one line that you heard anyone say since the saga ended that hits you as much as this one. You ready for it? Okay, let me get up my seat to really say it right. I am Iron Man.